Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Ghoul Watch, the show where we talk about ghouls, ghosts, goblins, geists, and guys like us who are into ghosts and ghouls and goblins. We talk about them, too. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Joe G. Gently. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking, Charles. How are you doing? I am feeling uh, effervescent today. I'm wow. Feeling, I'm feeling pure of heart and soul, and I'm, I'm ready to get in, crack into the topic today. Uh, and I know everybody's been waiting for this topic. Everybody's been just sitting there with their hands on their knees, just thinking about what uh, when the Ghoul Watch boy is going to crack into the UFOs. Yeah, uh, we talk so much about goblins. You know, we talk a lot about what's on the ground, you know, green goblins. But we don't talk about the, the green guys in the sky, aliens. <laughs> the goblins of the sky. Yeah, aliens goblins. are kind of the goblins of the sky. <laughs> I actually, you know, that might... Uh, I, I actually don't feel as though they're a big a threat as the goblin, per True. se. But... We don't know much about these little green guys up there. Uh, and that's going to be that's going to be our topic of discussion today. What do we do about the the green menace, the guys in the sky? Yeah, I, are they green or are they gray? Because I feel like I hear a lot of people say the grays, like talking mm. about aliens and calling them the grays. Cuz I'm, you know, before we get into this, I'd like to decide if they're green or gray, you know. Yeah, we could just come to a consensus right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd like. I'll I'll go gray if you want to go gray. Let's go gray because I feel like that's a little bit more in the in the popular culture. You know, my my friend Gavin in the second grade had a, had a gray alien uh, painting. <laughs> and oh, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of cool, but it was definitely gray. And and every time I, I hear alien, I think of it this this gray guy so yeah i think that we'll go with gray the gray guys in the sky we can call them uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh what about et he was kind of flesh colored wasn't he i what thought color he, was he? he was <laughs> more remember yeah i mean uh he, yeah he was kind of brownish and he liked reese's pieces and that's about all i remember about that uh extraterrestrial you know the thing is about that that ET. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that is exactly how aliens look because you know Hollywood's got the inside track. Spielberg, mm. he's got the inside track on all that info. That's uh, true. I would be surprised that guy's been ruffling, ru uh, rustling around in Area Fifty One for all I for all I know. And, you know, I, I think you're right about the Hollywood connection. This kind of ties into some of our past episodes about you know. Hollywood's connection to hell and you know if you're connected to the underworld you're going to con be connected to the overworld aka space mm. and uh the the aliens that reside there and you know the movie aliens those aliens are probably pretty accurate too I bet the ET alien just grows up to look like the alien from aliens I wouldn't be surprised it just starts growing all sorts of appendages in the big old teeth you know, and that's the scary thing because that ET is so goddamn cute. Yeah, he's, he's eating cute. his little candies. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you know it, he's uh, he's being he's coming out of that lady's stomach. That's the thing that happened in the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that I'm pretty sure that happened. 
uh, not an ET, but that's accurate. So the thing is about aliens is I have a little bit of uh, background knowledge, a little bit of intel. Uh, how much do you know about the topic? Uh, honestly, I'm I'm so focused on the goblins in my backyard that I'm hardly uh, researching UFOs and aliens. It's just it's it's not a topic that has um, gotten super close to me. I haven't been abducted yet. Um, not looking forward to it if that happens. You know, I've heard mixed things about abductions. I've heard that uh, you can get lucky up there. Uh, <laughs> that that they uh, they sometimes there's some alien ladies up in them ships, and they're not too shabby. Uh, <laughs> Where that's did you? Just, uh, well, actually, that in a in a video we're gonna watch for haunted online, it goes a little bit into that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Oh, that's, that sounds kind of nice, actually. Yeah. Uh, so I'd never had the the opportunity to be zorped up into an alien ship, uh, but I did encounter an alien once. Um, it I had dispatched of a goblin's den, of course. Of course. And I grabbed the last goblin, and I tried to snap its neck, right? And... It was just completely fluid, like there was no bones. And I looked closely, and it had those big old round eyes, and it was this little gray alien in my arms. And uh, and <laughs> I realized I had accidentally killed it, and I tried to give it mouth-to-mouth to bring it back to life. Uh, but nothing worked, so I just kind of threw it in the river. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I killed an alien once. Okay. I mean... I I'm glad that you defaulted to throwing it into the river. I feel like that was a good kind of adrenaline fueled decision to just yeah. quickly get rid of the body. I uh, I didn't want to get in trouble, you know, because <laughs> uh, I didn't know what it was at the time. After doing extensive research, I came to the conclusion that it was one of those uh, little aliens. Are uh, you you're sure you're for sure that it was not like a person, right? Oh no! They, their neck was completely gelatinous, and okay. if you show me a man with a gelatinous neck, I'll uh, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn, buddy. Uh, but most of my other alien knowledge comes from the M Night Shyamalan film Signs. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh yeah, actually, I was gonna mention that's like most of my working knowledge of aliens, um, and uh, I, I do believe there are crop circles. Um, around like near me and i do believe that because of the movie uh which is a a great movie uh you got to see the birthday scene you've seen Mm. the birth you've seen the birthday scene yeah when he comes out from the bushes yeah that shit's like ah yeah uh, you know because i saw that when i was younger and i was i was having birthday parties and shit i don't do those so much anymore you know it's mostly just me and the and the goblins out in the woods but um back then that spooked me because you know that's the worst possible thing that could happen at a birthday party yeah freaking alien comes out ruins all the vibes (laughs) uh nice you have a nice curated playlist you have a birthday cake and then goddamn alien comes out of the bush it's world news (laughs) you can't have that party anymore uh but one thing i wanted to say when we're speaking about signs Shyamalan 
he is not one of these Hollywood elites, these yeah. devilish men. He is he is the only one in the industry that I would trust. True. Personally. Yeah, I, I want to mention something about Shyamalan because I feel like he is trying to tell us a lot of messages about ghouls, a lot of messages about ghosts and aliens. And it's funny that after Science came out, uh, pretty much all of his movies were panned by critics. It seemed like a concerted effort to silence mm -hmm. him. Yeah, and you go to one of those movies, and you're like, "Oh wow, this is fantastic!" Uh, and it's like, "What the heck is what's gotten up Hollywood's ass to be uh, shitting on Shyamalan?" Uh, for example, uh, "Lady in the Water," fantastic film. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I, I haven't seen that one, but I'm still a big Shyamalan fan. But what is that one about? Uh, if I remember correctly. It's like a, a, he said, it's like it has Paul Giamatti and he's kind of like a guy and he picks up a lady from the water. Uh, okay. That's as much as I remember. <laughs> it sounds good. Just yeah. based on your description, sounds like I could, I could get into it. It was the lady, by the way, total babe. Oh. Yeah. So that's exactly lady in the water uh you've got me if it's a beautiful babe i'll be the first in the line to see that thing you know <laughs> that's all it takes for me to get out there um you know we kind of elephant in the room uh covid you know the dis the disease is still running rampant but i'm still going to those dang movies though I, nothing's cool. gonna stop me from seeing the silver screen and they say they say social distance, but I'll find the first person in the theater. I'll go sit directly <laughs> next to him and put my arm around him and be like, I can't wait to experience this movie with you, buddy. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about yeah. uh, being close to other people and sharing an experience. And sharing I'll popcorn. Damned, I'll be damned if I can't pop a little kernel into another guy's <laughs> mouth and, and give him a big smile. Uh, but what was I going to say? Uh, lady in the water. <laughs> uh, whenever I hear, hear the term lady, my ears perk up. Me That's too. how sensitive I am to this. Because there is there is the prospect that when you hear the word lady, it could be a beautiful babe. Uh, so uh, that's that's all I got to say, you know? Beautiful yeah. babes. We kind of got <laughs> well, off topic here. About yeah, you know, it's it's hard because we try to talk about ghosts so much. We try to talk about these little aliens running around. But we it when it comes down to it, we mostly want to talk about babes. Yeah. <laughs> there are two things on my mind. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's number one, babes. Number two, the green menace goblins. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's all that's I really have space for in my brain. So when you, someone else tells me something, you're like, I'm in class because uh, I go to school. <laughs> <laughs> and they're telling me about the Pythagorean theorem. I'm like, I ain't got no room for this in my head. I got a, I got the goblin's anatomy down to a T and it's filling up my brain. Yeah. Drake has a line, um, I, I think, about money and women 24-7. And it's like that for me, except for it's goblins and women 24-7. Um, and it's, I, w I will say it's uh, been a little hard for me that those are the only, it's kind of like a binary thinking system in my mm -hmm. mind. It's been a little hard for me to navigate like taxes, like tax season, you know? Yeah. 
because I mean, there's all these these forms and all these questions and all these numbers, but none of them have to do with like, what's the number of goblins you killed, or right? Like, or like, uh, or like, what's your uh, what's what's your marital status? Um, right. I'm, I'm single, man. I'm killing goblins. You know. <laughs> yeah, and like also you know people in the paranormal community like us we we kind of operate on a bartering system a lot of times and I, I don't know how to how to claim things on taxes you know we're essentially trading bullets and and pelts to make it through this and and i don't know how to to tell the government that you know and you know i'm not a big fan of big government you know they cover up a lot of stuff but i i want to be honest yeah definitely um but big government, they're the one who's covering up. Uh, you ever heard of a little place, Area 51? Yes, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's scary, spooky stuff. Uh, you know there's they got some grays in there. Yeah, I, I looked on uh, Google Maps, Google.com. You heard of this place? I looked on Google Maps. I looked up Area 51. I swear to God. I didn't see anything, but I swear to God you could see a little alien if you look hard enough. Well, I've been there firsthand, uh, and I snuck. I snuck in and I looked through the fence, and because this because Area Fifty One is relatively close to Boron, my city of origin. Yeah, uh, and you know, you go to Area Fifty One, you look through the fence, you can see these little guys, these grays, just walking around, dancing, having a good time. They don't even try to freaking hide them. Yeah, that's that's a shame. I didn't know that you did that though. Yeah, um, I know I said I saw an alien once earlier in this episode, <laughs> but I was lying. It's a little Shyamalan twist for you. <laughs> I have seen many aliens. That's incredible. We actually have a an unaired episode of Ghoul Watch where we, we interviewed an alien expert. Um, but I think we just determined we were smarter than him, so we just yeah. didn't, didn't air it. <laughs> We don't have any patience for anyone who does not share our level of intellect. And I kept talking to him about Little Pump, uh, which I don't think he liked very much. Yeah, that's true. That really did happen. Yeah. Uh, he didn't. He, he hadn't heard of Little Pump, for the record. <laughs> so, Yeah, I feel like he should have been a little more prepared for us. Like I know. Like, come on. We do our research. Why don't you do yours? Talk to me about <laughs> goblins a little bit if I'm going to hear you go on and on about UFOs. He was, uh, he was talking all kinds of nonsense about, uh, about uh, what's his name, Dan Aykroyd and celebrities. It's like, I didn't come here to read a People magazine. I came here for a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, didn't he say some some golfing celebrity was on the golf course and said, don't you dare fucking talk about what i saw and it was like some <laughs> aliens or some shit this is a long time ago well let me tell you uh president eisenhower had he met with aliens not once but three times wow uh, and he's not the only president you you know about that jimmy carter right yeah jimmy carter saw a ufo also yeah uh but this is how uh the aliens were described in Eisenhower's uh, account. Uh, they were they were they had white hair, and they looked Nordic. 
Are you familiar with Nords, like in Skyrim? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not with Skyrim, but I know Nordic people, right? Is it like that? I think so. I think more so than the Skyrim race. <laughs> uh, but uh, so the these two white-haired Nords, uh, they wouldn't let Eisenhower uh, approach them. Uh, and they were standing on the extended ramp of a biconvex saucer that stood on tripod landing gear. <laughs> <laughs> Are you reading this? That sounds like you have no, that memorized. This is all at the top of my head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what they did, all right, and this is a little spooky. They asked Eisenhower questions about nuclear testing. Ooh. Uh, so little freaking spooky that these uh these aliens are out there and they're interested in our one technology that's freaking bananas nuclear nuclear eisenhower also had a a meeting with a different race of extraterrestrials that are not nordic yeah these ones were described as large-nosed gray aliens (laughs) and again they landed at the same air force base and made an agreement with eisenhower Whoa, uh, they did a deal with them? Yeah, they said that their planet was dying and that at a future time they wouldn't be able to survive so that they'd come to Earth. So the deal they made is to come here and live among us? I guess so. Uh, but it turns out that they were untrustworthy uh, because they wanted, as part of this deal, to abduct a certain amount of humans. And Eisenhower wasn't having that. Yeah, that's what I would, you know, expect from my president. That's my president. Yeah. You know? I, do you think Trump's meeting aliens right now? You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too surprised. I feel like it sounds like the presidents kind of have a track record of meeting aliens. It seems like maybe day one, like after you get inaugurated, they, they introduce you to the aliens. <laughs> it's like, uh, here are the Nords and here's the, <laughs> the big nosed ones. <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff with Eisenhower and about how the aliens couldn't be trusted. Um so, uh, things I didn't know about aliens, not trustworthy. Yeah. I figured E.T. seemed like you could trust him. I, yeah, I mean, seemed pretty nice to me. Believe it or not, Eisenhower met with a third race of aliens. Okay. But these ones said that they could get rid of the greys. <laughs> but Eisenhower <laughs> turned down their offer because they offered no technology. That's what this article says. <laughs> yeah that i mean i guess that doesn't he was trying to ask for two things though (laughs) (laughs) we'll take care of this problem for you no don't take care of that problem unless you give me technology too (laughs) i'm gonna need some tech okay if you're gonna get rid of the grays uh yeah i i don't really buy that because i feel like um where the heck is this 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 iPhone stuff coming from? Because that shit's pretty freaky. Um, unlocking with your face—that's probably some alien technology. For real, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Greys were the one they handed Eisenhower an iPhone, and they're <laughs> like, "Don't don't reveal this until 20, uh, 2008. 
and that's <laughs> how we got the iPhone. Yeah, and you know, I'm not even convinced that Steve Jobs was human. You know, I feel like he he kind of you know could have been covering up some alien gills with that little black turtleneck. You know, oh, that's a good point. Just just freeballing. I have I I'm just speculating. You know, I'm not yeah. sure about that, but it just seems possible. Have you ever seen the movie Steve Jobs? No. With Ashton Kutcher? There was like three Steve Jobs movies that came out like what seemed like the same day. I'm thinking of the Michael Fassbender one. No, Uh, I didn't. Because there's a scene at the end where he's talking to his daughter who he's had this tumultuous relationship with. He hadn't uh, acknowledged that he was actually her father until her late teens. And uh, his daughter's holding a Walkman. And Steve says, he said, I'm going to put music in your pocket. I'm going to put a thousand songs in your pocket. A hundred songs. Somewhere between a hundred and a thousand. And there's a little glint in his eye uh, during that. And it's like no man can just come up with that idea and and bring it into existence. (laughs) How do you go from the Walkman to the iPod? I wouldn't be surprised if if Steve Jobs was a freaking gray and he had yeah. the tech <laughs> yeah, it sounds like um you know there's a lot of connection between the ufos the aliens and ancient history and you know apple if you ask me take a bite of that apple that's like eve taking a bite of the forbidden fruit <laughs> and and you know maybe some aliens were invi- involved in that you know i watched the show ancient aliens and i i like i like it and i think it is true it is true it's absolutely true um the thing is you know whenever i hear about these aliens and their tech i'm certainly ex- uh, happy that these goddamn goblins don't have any tech they're just figuring out how to wear shoes. So yeah. we're pretty lucky. <laughs> I feel like we are fucked the second they know what a semiconductor is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the thing. I've gotten some goblins dens where they've got some schematics on the walls. <laughs> like some, They're like trying to patent things. And I just I tear that shit up and I snap their necks. And that's why we have to take out the goblins. Uh, you know, very methodically. Yeah. Because they are gaining knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I feel like we have to worry a little bit about our, our problem in our in our backyard first before worrying about the aliens so much because, you know, you hear about these UFO sightings, but it doesn't sound like they're they're hurting too many people, right? Yeah, they're coming down, they're negotiating. Uh they're they're being pretty they're being pretty chill compared to goblins. I've never seen an alien steal a pie off of my windowsill. <laughs> I've never seen uh, an alien rustle through my trash can. It's uh, they they uh, they have much better decorum. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's the thing about that's why we don't waste our time with UFOs and aliens really outside of this episode. Yeah. Uh, because I mean. So what? There's, the universe is freaking huge. Yeah. There's like a billion planets. Of course there's some little gray guys walking around <laughs> on some of them. Uh, but there are little green guys walking around near our creeks and rivers. And those are who we should be worried about. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm crying, actually. That was kind of a beautiful speech. <laughs> I put a lot into that, you know. Um, was that pre-written? That sounded pre-written. That was really good. <laughs> no, no. I, I, it's it just generally when I get on this topic, it's it's like I'm reading my mission statement as a human being. Right. You, you know? Yeah, I can feel that. I can feel that coming from your heart. And uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we're not getting too deep into the UFO world because I mean. <sighs> I don't want to be judgmental, but I feel like the the alien guys are a little bit cuckoo, you know, compared yeah. to us goblin guys and ghoul guys. Like yeah. there, there's definitely a divide in the paranormal community. I would say, definitely, uh, there are a lot of communities outside of our own that are just straight embarrassing. <laughs> Their fashion is off. They uh, they're old and just kind of like they're just not chill. Um, the anti-goblin people are probably some of the chillest, coolest people you ever meet. They wear the sickest clothes. They eat at the best restaurants. Uh, but UFO guys, they just wear bucket hats and wear sunglasses and just kind of like sit in chairs with bad posture. Yeah, that's so true. And they, they like to look up and point at the sky a lot. And I'm not doing that shit a lot. <laughs> they like to go, oh, is that a space? Oh, it's just a satellite. <laughs> And they just—they're just always looking up. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a goblin could just sneak up and kick them in the nads while they're looking up at the sky. Too true. I mean, you're so susceptible to attacks from from the ground. You know, when you're just always looking straight up at, at the clouds. Get your head out of the clouds. Yeah, for real. That's because you have to be looking at the ground, and then you also have to have your arms ready to attack. You have to basically stand like Zang- uh, Zangief from Street Fighter. Uh, uh, that's how I stand at most times Uh, right now I'm sitting here with my arms outstretched just like that yeah actually my fists are completely clenched this whole time I'm very on edge I my my arms are either raised ready to attack or my uh, hand is on my holster and I'm ready to whip out the gat yeah, I've been lately. I've been putting my guns on my body in various places, just kind of a three sixty visual, not to mess with me. Do you know uh, Zoro from One Piece? Yeah, yeah. The, he's the guy. He has a, a sword in his mouth and a sword in two hands. Yeah, I've been thinking about trying that with my gun, <laughs> and then pulling the trigger with my tongue. Maybe uh, I can't see how that would go wrong. <laughs> no, I can't either. <laughs> I can't either. That sounds cool to me. <laughs> my and then I'll I'll go around talking about my three gun style. You know, I I think that's also another reason we're not as into aliens. I mean, I think you can you can kind of sense a little bit we're we're not as interested in aliens as we are in goblins. And I think it's because it's just not not as much gunplay with aliens, you know. You hear they have laser guns, but I've never I've never actually seen that, you know. Imagine like an alien comes off a ship and he's like, "I'm here to barter a deal with you. I'm here to negotiate uh, with you, Mister President." And the president just pulls out a gun and shoots him. It's just weird. It doesn't work. Yeah, that just, just doesn't sound cool. good. Uh, ghosts, however. You gotta shoot them before they get you. 
They're not trying to negotiate at all. They're trying to take your soul. (laughs) Yeah. And I think we're not, you know, we're not the type that are into the litigation. We're not into the the whole talking it out. You know, we're very much shoot first, ask questions later. Like the worst time in both of our lives I know was when we were going through the Japanese court system. We just did not understand what was going on. There was so many words being said and it was just like not our usual way to solve problems, which is with uh, gunpowder. <laughs> exactly. I, uh, my translator got extremely frustrated with me because I pretended that I didn't understand him and I just wouldn't answer his questions. <laughs> uh, because, frankly, I can only handle like 1,000 words every day. <laughs> like After this, this podcast ends, I'll be completely silent for the rest of the day. It's just too many freaking words. I need a little more action. I I have hung out with you before, and you you do kind of you shut down. I would describe it. You kind of lose motor function. I completely fall silent around four p.m. every day, uh, and you can't get me out of that. Even if you even if even if an alien came down and tried to negotiate with me, you'd be like, nope, too many words. Uh, so I think. That's a good place to end this. We, we covered everything. <laughs> I feel like everyone learned a lot about aliens. Yeah, and they're going to learn even freaking more in this next segment. when We're, we're going to be talking a little bit about alien abductions. <laughs> that was so good. That, <laughs> that second half. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to uh, HOL Haunted Online. Uh, today we're going to be watching a video about a a terrifying alien encounter that's never been explained. Um, uh, are you, are you scared? I'm scared already. (laughs) It is a little scary. I can't lie to you. Uh, okay. I have not seen this. I'm shaking in my boots already. Yeah. Uh, this video is by the info. Infographics show 8.87 million subscribers. Uh, somewhat impressive numbers, if you ask me. Yeah, not quite Google Watch numbers, but they'll get up there. Yeah, they can if they apply themselves for once. Maybe <laughs> they can get there. Exactly. All right, let's kick this thing off. I'm excited. Reported since antiquity. UFOs and alien encounters have been reported since antiquity. Yet in the 1950s, an explosion of UFO sightings rocked the planet and continued to this day. Yeah, you think you'd get a guy with a cool voice to do this. Yeah, this guy sounds like he does the voiceover for Capri Sun ads in the (laughs) 90s. Yeah, it sounds like he does voiceover for a freaking nerd character on The Big Bang Theory, if you ask me. (laughs) Definitely. They are often harmless events. There is a darker side to the UFO phenomenon, the alleged abduction or visitation of human beings by alien visitors. Hello and welcome to another special episode of the Infographics Show's Greatest Mysteries. Today we're taking a look at the alien abduction phenomenon with two of the most convincing cases of all time. Many abduction stories tell of aliens performing med- Oh, cool. There's some cool art. You guys gotta check out this video. This is cool green guy on the screen he's got his finger up he's an alien doctor he's an alien doctor that's kind of cool kind of impressive 
Yeah, kind of an impressive drawing. And and the fact that there's an alien doctor to overcome all that adversity. (laughs) It'd be hard to make it into the medical field looking like a big-headed green alien. (laughs) I'm proud of that guy. Medical tests on their human test subjects, but some claim that the aliens are also interested in our mating habits or perhaps require our help in creating a race of human... Uh, Now there's a horny alien on the screen. (laughs) Yeah, they have an alien laying on its side with wine and a rose in his mouth. Uh, And it looks like a woman was just a a pleasure to, to, (laughs) to climax. After coitus, do you ever get out of bed and just lay on the ground with a rose in your mouth? <laughs> yeah, actually, my body kind of looks like this green aliens, <laughs> to be honest with you. I've noticed your fingers are extremely large and bulbous. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true. I, I didn't realize how much I look like an alien until this moment. <laughs> alien hybrids. Whatever the reasoning, some alien abductees report sexual encounters during their abduction event, and few are more well-known than the first recorded abduction of the modern age, the abduction of Antonio Villas Boas. The next night, working in the fields alone, a reddish light zoomed out of the sky towards Boas at incredible speed. Before he could decide what to do, it had already stopped directly above his head, and Boas could see a craft that looked like a large, elongated egg three legs extended from underneath it as the craft began to descend, at which point a terrified Boas ran to his tractor. But upon You know, the three, the tripod, that's exactly what Eisenhower described. You're right. You really, uh, you know, it was like a spitting image of what you just said about yeah. the concave or what you're saying lots of words. I don't know what you said. Uh, I could say them again, but I'm going to choose not to. <laughs> but I just know that I could. Okay, I believe you. Upon reaching it, the tractor and its lights suddenly died. While Boas was fleeing for his house, a small figure suddenly grabbed his arm. According to Boas, the figure was dressed in a full body length suit of some kind, with an elongated helmet and what appeared to be breathing tubes connected to its bodysuit. Shaking off the figure, Boas turned to run again but was surrounded by three figures who overpowered him. Boas was taken to a flexible metallic rolling ladder, which whirred him up. I'm sorry, what? A flexible rolling. Boas was taken to a flexible metallic rolling ladder, which (laughs) whirred him up and into the spacecraft. Once inside, he found himself in a small, brightly lit square room. The aliens grabbed Boas and held him in place while they undressed him. And despite his opposition, the aliens seemed to take care not to harm him or damage his clothing as they patiently removed it. Can you imagine goblins in this scenario? No. They would not exercise restraint and patience. They just rip your clothes off. Yeah, destroy them. They just shred them with their teeth. Yeah, it would be a completely different scene. That's why uh, aliens. I respect them more. They yeah, more class. True. All the while, the aliens communicated between themselves, with Boas describing the sounds as some kind of animalistic grunts. The sounds were so foreign to Boas that when interviewed later, he had a difficult time describing or recreating them. Once naked, the aliens applied a clear liquid to his body, likely a disinfectant, (laughs) and took blood with a device from his chin that left small scars later noticed by doctors. At this point, Boas said he was left alone for about an hour until suddenly a nude female figure entered the room, described by Boas as human yet with features that, although beautiful, were not quite right. A device in the ceiling emitted a... <laughs> what exactly does that mean? 
<laughs> this is a beautiful babe, but something's a little off here. <laughs> There's something about her features, this beautiful babe. <laughs> Puff of smoke that made Boas nauseous initially, but he thought it acted as some sort of aphrodisiac. After engaging in intercourse with the alien woman, <laughs> Boas was allowed to... Whoa, what a, what a trip. They, That's pretty it, brave. Yeah. It's pretty nice of them just to, like, invite them up for a quick bone and drop them <laughs> back off. It's pretty cool. It's like the bang bus on Pornhub. <laughs> All he had to do is give a little blood. That's a good deal. It's a fair trade. They're not doing that at any blood drives I know of. Uh, and if they, if they are, give me a call. Yeah to dress and return to his farm, but not before trying to secretly steal a small device from the ship as proof of his experience, which caused one of the aliens to react very violently. Boas' story could easily be dismissed as fantasy, if not for the incredible amount of detail and his great reluctance in his telling it. It took Dr. Olavo Tifantes, professor of medicine at the National School of Medicine in Brazil, to convince Boas to go public with his story after which he did to a journalist and a member of the Brazilian military intelligence. Along with the incredible amount of detail Boas offered about the aliens, their wardrobe, and the craft itself, Boas was also found to be suffering from radiation poisoning as he exhibited a plethora of other physical ailments for months after his experience. Was Whoa. it an actual alien encounter, or was it the wild fantasy of a bored and possibly very lonely farmer? What do you think? Do you believe Boas? I don't know. I, I I do think they just made fun of him just now. They're like, is this real or is this a dumbass dude who is <laughs> bored as hell in a farm? <laughs> they called him lonely, too. It's yeah, like... lonely. A sad little lonely guy walking around thinking of alien stories. <laughs> I believe Boas, despite their slander. Uh <laughs> But a little fucked up that he snitched on him. Uh, yeah. They brought him up, they like sucked him off and put him back down, and he just <laughs> runs to the cops. Well, to be fair, they gave him multiple like ailments, and he sounded <laughs> like he was radiated what? and sick. I've done, I've done, uh, I've been through worse for a little bit of beautiful babe action, so <laughs> I, uh, I'm still going to side with the aliens here. A little fucked up. Yeah, I I could definitely see you walking into raw radiation, just exposing yourself to to <laughs> destroying your cells just for a, a few moments of the beautiful babe. If there is a beautiful babe in my room right now holding a uranium rod and beckoning towards me, <laughs> I would go straight to her. I don't care about that uranium. <laughs> if you can't really see it, it can't really hurt you too bad, you know? Exactly very lonely farmer. We'll let you decide <laughs> as we move on to our second alien encounter. Made famous by the Hollywood film Fire in the Sky, the Travis Walton abduction story has become a hotbed of controversy. On November 5, 1975, Walton and five other loggers working in the Arizona wilderness piled into a truck for the drive home after a hard day's work. Minutes later, the crew spotted a bright light coming from behind a hill. Filled with curiosity, they drove closer until they could see a large, silvery disc hovering just above a clearing. 
While the others stayed in the truck, a fascinated Walton leapt out and ran toward the disc, ignoring the shouts from the rest of his crew to get away and come back. As Walton approached the disc, it suddenly began to make sounds like a loud turbine and wobble from side to side, scaring Walton who then began to back away. According to one of the men on Walton's crew, a beam of blue-green light shot out of the disc and struck Walton, sending him sprawling backwards. The terrified crew immediately put the truck into gear and hightailed it off the Damn. mountain and immediately- they just ditched him. <laughs> yeah, they're like, see ya, dude. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's crazy. I wonder if he's gonna get lucky too. I uh, hope so. Yeah, because that that boa story was a little bit got me a little excited to be honest with you. I was bored until the beautiful baby alien came out. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the general theme with these aliens, like boring. But if you show me a beautiful babe alien, I'm in. So, w- was your takeaway from that boa story that they? They undressed him and were like, chill out, dude. And then they walked away and then they like basically made another creature that looks like a human or was, did the alien look human-like? Like what, how, it sounded like the alien looked close to being human, but no one else was. Yeah. Like an uncanny valley thing. It sounds like, uh, it does sound like they designed a human, but I mean... Frankly, I've been in Japan. They got beautiful babe robots over there. It doesn't matter to me. I'll take I'll take one of your fake beautiful babes. <laughs> I I like that. You you accept anyone. Yeah, I'm a very accepting man. If she's a double B, give her to me is what I say. <laughs> you do say that babe. quite a lot. <laughs> I say it in the worst scenarios. I say it at church. <laughs> And then when I when I have to explain, I just power down because I've said all my words for the day. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> You've gotten into a lot of trouble for that. Yeah. ...into gear and hightailed it off the mountain and immediately called the police. Deputy Sheriff Chuck Ellison answered their call and came to meet the men, saying later that all of the men were distraught and two were in tears. Although skeptical of the story, he said if they were acting, they were awfully good at it. Within hours, a police search of the abduction site discovered nothing, and the next day an exhaustive search involving horses, helicopters, and jeeps still failed to discover anything. At this point, the police grew suspicious of the logging crew, believing the abduction story to be a cover for an accident or a murder. A polygraph test administered days later indicated that the men were not lying about their UFO sighting or that they had hurt Walton. Days later, a disoriented Walton called his brother-in-law, Grant Neff, from a public phone. Rushed to a hospital, Walton relayed a story of being examined by aliens similar to the popular greys described by other abductees and having an encounter with a strangely human-like male and female alien who would not answer his questions and at one point anesthetized him. A medical examination discovered a small puncture mark on his right arm consistent with a hypodermic injection, but it was nowhere near a vein. His urine also showed a lack of ketones, which if Walton had indeed been without food as he insisted, and as his weight loss suggested, should have been present as his body began breaking down fats in order to survive. So Walton, not as lucky as Boas. (laughs) They just zonked him out. Yeah, it sounded like with Boas, 
he got abducted and his his bro tilling the field with him was like hey that sounds cool dude see ya <laughs> see ya when you get back and then these guys were distraught when he got taken yeah they were freaked the fuck out <laughs> yeah crying and shit i wouldn't cry i would be like man he'll be fine yeah for real Unless there are goblins in that ship, he's coming back for sure. <laughs> they might take the ketones from his urine, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just know that intuitively. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know those guys. They're just going to take his ketones. He'll be back. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Me either. And that's his weight loss suggested should have been present as his body began breaking down fats in order to survive. To this day, Walton's story remains the stuff of controversy, with Walton failing a polygraph test on the TV game show called The Moment of Truth. Ooh. Skeptics... Who cares? Yeah. That's what I gotta say. Yeah, let's see some of the comments, though. Uh, how did you lose your virginity? Farmer. Alien, two thousand <laughs> uh, thumbs up. That's just comedy. <laughs> Alien captures human. Human. Does this place have Wi-Fi? <laughs> One point seven k thumbs up. I feel like we got to shift the show's uh, voice a little bit to be a little bit more like these comments because it seems like everyone's really into this kind of sense of humor. Yeah, for real. Hold on, can you scroll up a little bit? Yeah. No wonder Area 51 keeping it a secret. Laughing emoji. They probably over there getting laid. True. <laughs> Dang. True, true. Everyone's talking about clapping alien cheeks. Yeah. I want them to take it a little more serious and ask why a Brazilian farmer had some radiation from... Oh, I just I can't deal with this. <laughs> This is what humans would do to aliens if we come on their planet. <laughs> I don't get what DK Broman is getting at here. DK Broman's trying to fuck some aliens. <laughs> I suspect that oxygen is extremely toxic to the aliens, hence the spacesuit, and live in a radioactive <laughs> world, which is why he got radiation poisoning. Radioactive material is very toxic to us. And it seems they're trying to make hybrids so they can live on our planet. That's a good theory. Yeah. So that's that. Frankly. That's that. We figured it out. I'm glad that we, we solved this alien uh, conundrum. Yeah. Uh, it's We just got it out of the way, basically, so we can get back to our thing, uh, which is way cooler. <laughs> yeah, ghosts, goblins, gremlins. Things of that nature. Yeah. And I just noticed the next video suggested is Death Row Japan versus United States. And I got to say, we got pretty close to that Japan Death Row. Yeah. We were pretty, we were like a few court interruptions away from that. Yeah. I'm honestly su surprised we got out relatively unscathed. Yeah. Despite the amount of damage we did. A lot of, we did a lot of property damage in that courtroom like uh when my 3d printed gun kept going off and putting holes in the wall yeah and you know now we're just doing property damage to our own property mostly i just accidentally um blew a part of my um 
addition out of my house with a C4. I was testing out some C4. <laughs> How's that going? It's not going good because I accidentally blew up, you know, an extra addition I was working on at my house. It's like renovation. And I, ah. You're yeah. always renovating your house. It's <laughs> yeah. Impressive. Well, I mean, if you keep shooting parts of it, you got to keep replacing parts of it. It's just kind of, uh, you know, I'm supporting the local economy. You keep adding and deleting rooms randomly. <laughs> I come to your house, it's like a new house every time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that's that, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to see you next week. With uh, We're, we're going to be up back to our old hijinks, talking about some uh, ghosts and ghouls. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I'm not promising any topic next week because uh, f- uh, forget that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's up in the air. It's too many words. Too many words. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye now.